2: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: We return on Edmonton Sports Leader TSN uh, 12. Jeez. Sports 1440. My goodness. Watching you guys uh, get caffeinated over here. Now I'm just all out of sorts. <laughs> How often so does that happen? That's another 20 bucks. God! Embarrassing. Pothka keeps growing. I think it's up to like 280 now. And it's all me. <laughs> so, brutal. Brutal. It's uh, Sports 1440. Uh, also live on Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. I never get that wrong. PlayAlberta.ca. You're home. For now, they have uh, Boost Bets. So little uh, little unique ones. And trust me, come the uh, NHL season, uh, order fans, there will be some that uh, will very much intrigue you. So check it out at playalberta.ca where tonight you can get your tickets. 30 mil. Votto max. Oof, nice. Still not as much as Steph Curry makes in New York, but it'd be pretty good. We uh, welcome in our... And by the way, we're at 6.50... We're uh, auctioning off four Loge tickets to Iron Maiden tonight with a parking pass, and Dawn has it at 6.50. All the uh, proceeds going to charity, you can text in 833-401-1440 or call Connor at same number, 833-401-1440. It's a multitask number, text or phone, which is great. You don't have to memorize two. You only have to know one. It's pretty convenient as a... Uh, Welcome in a gentleman who uh, loves numbers. Big, He's a big coder, real big coder.
1: Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Is that your uh, personal phone number he's given out, Connor? No, this isn't Ryan Rashog. <laughs> That's the text line. <laughs> Take that home with you at night, see uh, what comes in.
2: God, I wish Rashog would do that again. The greatest part is there's still a guy. He tweeted out his own phone number once. What? Yeah, accidentally, he says. And um, there's people that still have that number and they just send him random texts. It's unbelievable. That's like the greatest long-running commitment to a joke that I can think of. Why didn't he change his number? Well, I guess, he doesn't get that many of them.
1: Oh, right. If I got one weird text. I'd change my number.
2: I'm out. Yeah. I've had the same number for a long time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But you want have so to many contacts.
1: Like you have so so many amazing people in your phone that can text you or vice versa. Your phone number is like really important to your career.
2: Yeah, but if if I change my number, I would just text those people and say, "Here's my new number." right? That's like, that's happened to me. I've seen people that they change. Hey, that, you know, guys move to a new city or something. Here's my new
1: cell number. It's a tough commitment though, for some. Oh, I agree.
2: Yeah. It'd be yeah. hard. Dude. I can barely say that. Uh, now granted I was on the radio. I probably say those call letters more than I say my phone number. It's not like I walk around saying my phone number. Oh, you, were shog? A, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I almost, I almost was like, Hey, my phone number. Wait a sec. Not
1: going to say that out loud. How how many people's phone numbers do you actually know in this day and age? Like back in the day, you had to memorize your friends' phone oh. numbers. Now I don't know anyone's numbers.
2: No, I think I know like probably eight to ten of my buddies because they've had a lot of them have had Old the school. same number. Yeah. yeah, like I know my the, the farm number. Yeah, because it's the same. So that's great. Um, I know my wife's number. I know a few of my good buddies' numbers. Yeah,
1: but I yeah. remember when we got area codes. Remember that
2: well yeah prior to that it's, just it's like seven a, quick digits i feel sorry for the like the 587 people ah. they're like the elaine bettis in yeah. seinfeld they're yeah. it's just it's not you'd rather be a 780 there's I'm the sorry. haves
1: and then there's a yes. the have not 587 the yeah
2: they're like i know there's but still like i look at our text line and i would say the majority are 780s the 587 people they're probably a little shy yeah right it's just it's different now, I see you two guys. So earlier this week, Connor Halley, and this is a sign, might have to do this more often. So uh, Cons was uh, telling about his love for uh, vanilla iced coffee. Is that correct, Connor?
3: Yeah, sugar-free vanilla iced coffee McDonald's, the best.
2: And they delivered it to you today. I want to make sure. Like, here's the thing I like. So, they deliver Connor all of this this iced coffee that you guys and Declan are drinking, knowing full well that I don't like coffee. They don't even bring me one drink for me. What the hell's going on?
1: One bottle of Bacardi Limon. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Feel free. Just a quick drop one.
2: It. Just give me a bottle of water. I'm fine.
1: That's actually true. Yeah. They just assume. They no, assume you no, have I'm a not. lot. I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding, Mike.
1: Here at that. the mall, the
2: big. Mike at McDonald's asks, you, he goes, hey, can I drop it off to Connor? I'm like 100%. But just don't bring four because I don't drink it, so I don't want to waste it. So, but they brought you guys six. They brought you three
3: Six like ice coffees, two different types. Did yeah. they not? Yeah, we can make our own. We got some. What do you I mean be- you make your own? I believe we've got some liquid sugar here. Hold on, is this sugar-free sugar? Because uh, you said it's a sugar-free ice well, coffee. I think the ones they sent us are sugar-free, but that one has some sugar-free. And we've got some some cream. I don't know, Gregor. You don't drink coffee, but we've got oh. some cream. Do you you like, like a glass of cream,
1: mm-hmm.
2: perfectly uh, chilled. Yeah. Oh. Do on I want a to- Friday hey, afternoon? Dude, I'll tell you. You guys have probably never had fresh. Farm cream. It is, you have fresh farm cream and then you whip it into whipped cream. It is like the store-bought stuff. Come on. It's not even, fresh farm cream is like the Connor McDavid of cream. That's how much better it is than the store-bought whipped cream that you get in the box.
1: When the McDonald's came in at first, I thought, "Wow, they got all this free McDonald's," and I was like, "Calm down, Wanye. They might have just ordered Uber Eats." <laughs> no, in fact, it is all free. This is the big leagues. Yeah, this is fourteen forty.
2: Yeah. Another thing I've never done:
1: order Uber Eats.
2: I don't order skip the dishes. I always go to the restaurant and pick it
1: up. Oh yeah, me either. Mm-hmm.
2: That's just my thing because now I don't order out a lot. But when I do, I'm like, because I know that there's like 25% going to skip. So I'm like, you know what? Helping out the small guy. And I don't mind. I don't do it often enough. So I, I plan ahead. I know I have to go pick it up. No big deal.
1: Why don't we get behind supporting faceless billion dollar apps? Why don't we just say, hey, you know what? They need their money. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, they're publicly they get, traded.
2: I don't think that I'm going to make them go in broke by not supporting them is the way I look at it. I think
1: they're doing just fine. Uber Eats is, might be the peak of our civilization, Gregor. You could order anything you want without getting up from your couch, and they will just bring it right to your front door, like a Shaw. But you have to get
2: off your couch because you got to get to your door. Oh, there's
1: another app you can call called Skip the Walking, and you can have them pick it up at the door and bring it right to your couch. And that's the real that's where you pay that yeah. last mile.
2: Now, well, you're you're bit you've built an app. Before. Skip the
1: walking. Why don't you Why don't you build that up? I use Uber Eats like more than I phone people. I have, like, a lineup of Uber Eats people outside. Some bringing cleaning products, other bringing breakfast. They run into each other. They have a meeting. I'm like, just bring it all up on the porch, boys. (laughs) Just bring it up here.
2: You're not even joking. That's what's funny about it. No. Greg's, yes, fresh farm cream. Put on top of freshly picked raspberries or Saskatoons. Or moral mushrooms from Clay. (laughs) Well, I'll take your word on the last one, Clay. But uh, you are out fresh fruit and cream like i know you like you're looking at me like do you even know what a fruit is i, I don't i'm
1: familiar with the concept okay it's sugar free fruit in a mcdonald's cup i assume
2: hey guys my dad always talked about fresh farm cream in your coffee it's the best from jack jack you know what it's probably very true my uh cuz we we had our neighbors the vansickles who by the way this is my i still to this day i i don't i call her they 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 were mr and mrs that's what I call them, Mr. and Mrs. Because I, as a young kid, I couldn't say their last name, couldn't Respect. say Van So like and I still call her Mrs. Like just just Mrs. Hey Mrs. How you doing? And it was Mr. now Mr.'s passed away, unfortunately, but it was always Mr. and Mrs. Never their last name. No one else, like anybody else, I mean is like, oh I back now. I know nowadays no one really
1: uses Mr. and Mrs. very
2: often. But in our generation, that's what you call.
1: If you called an adult by their first name, you oh were going to get goodness. in trouble. <laughs> I, don't,
2: like, I don't know. I know that's what I know. I'm old because I see some kids like now. You know, they all everybody's like first name, and I'm like, pardon? What? Yeah, no. like it's not Mister. No one ever. The kids in the neighborhood never. Hey, Mister. Gregor. It's always like, Hey, Jason. I'm like, which is fine. I don't mind it. I don't know. Part of me is like, I don't know. Eh. I think you earned Quite the a mister. mister on it. Yeah. Like, I wonder, like, but how do you, like, do you go about, hey, six-year-old, call me mister? I Remember
1: Sound started. of Music when all the kids come out by height and salute and do a dance, they play the whistle? That's the kind of discipline I look for in today's kids.
2: Hey, Gregs, what about us 403s? Well, that means you're a southern Albertan, aren't you? Like, can you get a 403 area code if you live in Edmonton? Like, if you got went out and got a phone today, you wouldn't get the 403 if you live in Edmonton. 403s have to be, like, on the other side of Red Deer, are they not?
1: I think so. Yeah, and there's like a, I'm asking the question. And there's a 587 know. of Southern Alberta, too.
2: Well, yeah, the 587s no, across the No, no, but there's across. another
1: weirdo. Like, 403 is the Southern half, but there's another area code for the Southern half. There, 587. There's
2: four area codes in Alberta now? I think there's more. What? Come on. We So, so far, we have 780s dominating. We do have a few. Uh, Cat Dad says, hey, speaking for the 587s. There you go.
1: All right.
3: 825. 825. Is that Southern Alberta's 587? Well, it's... No, I think that's all Alberta. It's all over. And then uh, 368 apparently oh was created. 368. You try to text yeah. me for a 368? I think it's a scam, yeah, and I'm going to block yeah, you. Yeah, that,
2: that's automatic getting no. spam on your phone. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, who's this? Three? Like, there's no chance you're dating if you got a 368. No. Yeah. You're, you're out. You're, you're, you might as well just
1: <laughs> Every time you text someone, over. they report you to Apple as spam.
2: Like, you you go? Could you, if you have a 368, can you go on a waiting list? To get a, can you call it and say, hey guys, when someone pass away or they give their number back, can I get that number, please? Yeah. Can I get a 780? Like a civilized like, I wonder, person. I wonder if you can do that. You should be able to. And I tell you, if I was a 368, I would pay 20 bucks to stay in the waiting list. I'd be like, here's my 20 bucks. I'm waiting. Give me that number.
1: Can you imagine the first person that gets that? They're like, sorry, <laughs> we're all out of 403s. You're like, what? You're the first person in the province to get the new area code. Everyone you text will assume you're spam.
2: They're like, "Who's this?" Well, not well texting, they'll know because it'll say your name. But anybody that calls you're just like, "I'm not like," because you're one of those. You never answer the phone if you don't know who it is, do
1: you? Never. It's always because it's always a a hacker call. Like it's always a a robocaller. I bet you I get ten a week, Gregor. Don't you? Um, Not anymore. Every number that I don't know is always a robot call. Always,
2: always. No, I haven't. Uh, they leave voicemails I, now. I find they go in stretches, where you know it happens and then it doesn't. So, like, you get six or eight all of a sudden in a week, and you're just like, "What?" But now my phone will come up and it'll say, "Most likely spam." So then I just don't answer. See, them.
1: I'm a three six seven, so I'm mostly getting spam. It's three six eight. okay. Oh.
2: if you're going to lie, yeah. at least lie accurately. Yeah,
1: well, come on. It's okay. No one ever texts I, them back.
2: By the way, I know your number.
1: <laughs> yeah, three six seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1440.
2: Six, yeah. Your next thing you're going to say is, hey, guys, I'm 8675.
1: Yeah. My phone number is 1 401 1440. Hit me up.
2: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Call him right now. Right now. I like it. Uh, we'll get back on Sports Track uh, when we return. It's pause of Friday. Every now and then, You know what? That's probably the first time since we've been on 1440 that we got completely off the rails. Shocking. Which is nice. Shocking. Nice. I'm here. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. It's a, it was always Stratty would be in. Trust me, we would spend an hour talking about nothing. It was like Seinfeld Sports, which is good at times. It's positive Friday. Everybody's laid back. They're relaxed. The orders are in Calgary. Preseason game. Jack Campbell's starting. Carter Savoy, the local guy, is going to play his first preseason game. He had a yeah, a little bit of a nagging injury. Nothing crazy, but uh that's why he didn't play in the first three games. But uh he will play tonight. Uh Day lots of young guys are going Dylan Holloway's playing James Hamblin's in. So we'll go through the whole lineup uh, a little bit later on in the, uh, the program. Uh, we'll come back. We are joined by uh, Dan Rosen talking uh, all things uh, NHL, some interesting storylines around the league to discuss on the Jason Greger show presented by play Alberta. Pause well, of Friday rolling along the Jason Greger show. Connor Halley, Monier Gretz with you. Uh, remind you, uh, we are at 650 for the uh, Iron Maiden tickets for them in the Loge table. So get a little privacy, the Loge table, and a parking pass. It's a sweet deal. It's all for charity, currently at uh, 650 If you want to go, you can uh, text Connor, 833 401 1440. It's also the number you can call if you want to call them, 833 401 1440. There you go. Let's go around the NHL now, brought to you by McDonald's, where maybe we'll have to get Connor to voice a commercial about their vanilla. Is it what? Now, what's the proper term? Vanilla
3: ice coffee? I, I like to say sugar free vanilla iced coffee. Large.
2: Now, does it come with their expertly filtered water? Because you know what? It's actually true. Because people were talking, telling us that they actually have expertly filtered water, and that's what makes
1: things taste better there. That's why everything tastes the same in every McDonald's.
2: Consistency matters. Because they
1: clean up everything going into the pop machine, they clean up everything going in the coffee machine, so it's the same water. Mm, There you go. Mm. Things we learn. Things we learn. Coke tastes better at McDonald's, agreed? Dude, you know me. I don't drink pop. You don't facts. drink coffee but, 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 You don't uh, drink pop
2: but I don't drink pop When I with The pop that I've had at McDonald's I was always the orange pop guy I love orange pop If I'm drinking pop orange That's what I'm pop. drinking Yeah That's what I'm drinking man I might mix in a 7-Up every now and then
1: Or Sprite Either one but It's better at McDonald's I'm sure it is Because they turn it over so fast I like the orange juice at McDonald's. You're, you're you're the weird order. You're like, oh, I'll have yeah, an orange right. juice and half a croissant and, and, and can a I have cup a, of gravy. Can I
2: have a double cheeseburger, no onions, please? Yeah. Because then, oh, buddy, it's money. It's so good. Double cheeseburger, no onions? Yes. Double cheeseburger, no onions with six McNuggets barbecue
1: sauce. Okay. You're human still. It's you're great. not Connor Bedard, never eating well. any junk food. No. Mm-hmm. That's a bit weird.
2: Now, our next guest, I have, I have no idea what his big order is at uh At McDonald's, we'll find out. Uh, Dan Rosen from NHL.com joins us. Dan, if you're going to McDonald's, what's your one order? What's your go-to?
0: Well, I haven't been to McDonald's in a while, but I would—I mean, it's either a double quarter pounder or a Big Mac, Load it up. Double quarter pounder. Jeez, hey. Oh yeah, dude. You're gonna go in, go all in. You gotta go all in. Yeah. And and yes, 100% Coke tastes better out of a fountain, no matter where. Thank
1: you. Oh, Absolutely. Okay,
0: and it's got to be Coke.
2: Yeah, I would agree that Coke is better than Pepsi. I hundred like,
0: percent. Oh, when you go, well, it's not even that. I'm just saying if that's what they're serving there, yes. You know, it's a Coke machine, it's got to be Coke. I'm not getting anything else. No, got to yeah. be
2: Coke. Yeah, see, Coke's like the seven eight zero of area codes, and Pepsi's the five eight seven, yeah. and all the other three six eight. Like how many area codes, Dan? You got in New York now? Like twenty seven? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> too many no to count. It's, it's
0: a
1: lot. They are uh, making fun of wow. it in Seinfeld 30 years ago. Yeah, how many exactly. area codes they No yeah, idea. Yeah. No, right. no idea. That's
2: right. Uh, what's interesting, Dan, if I look at the Eastern Conference, I think I can make an argument. There's the eight teams that made the playoffs last year. Pittsburgh and Buffalo missed it by one point. I think Ottawa's improved. They had missed by six. And I think I can convince myself to put Detroit in that conversation. I'm not, sh- like, Washington's my wild card. Do you think Washington can get back to the postseason?
0: I think they're no. I, I mean, they could, yeah. But the, the thing with the with the Caps is they're old and they're not very very quick. Um, and, and their younger guys are not ready to take that next step, so they're kind of caught You know, in that they don't have the middle, if you will. You know, like they, they, you, you need your younger guys to be pushing up and taking that next step, and your older guys to still be sort of in the primes of their careers. Well, Ovechkin still can play, no question about it. Because off can too. Backstrom's coming off major injuries. I'm not 100% sure he can ever be the same Nick Backstrom. And defense is is not very, you know, Carlson's a good player, obviously, but it's not incredibly a mobile defense. I don't love their depth. TJ Oshie, I love TJ Oshie as a player, hard nosed guy, but seemingly always hurt, right, you know, these days and older. So, I don't think so. I mean you look at the teams now in the metro, right? Carolina, New Jersey, New York not going anywhere this year. No question about that. Pittsburgh, I think, is improved. How could they not be with Eric Carlson, right? They're improved. The Islanders are gonna have the defense and goaltending. They're gonna struggle to score, but they're gonna have the defense and goaltending. Uh I don't I just I don't necessarily see it from from Washington this year. I, I I didn't see it last year and I don't see any changes. Um, coming from them this season, especially in the East. Like you said, Buffalo's coming up, Ottawa's coming up, Detroit's coming up, and Pittsburgh is going to be back, not to the level of Stanley Cup back, I don't think, but I think they're going to be right there, and I think they're a playoff team.
2: If Buffalo's going to get in, and I know they were super close last year, like they're a very exciting team to watch, but man, like their five-on-five defense, the amount of shots and chances and goals against, like we're talking 30th, it was brutal, like do you, and I, I like Daleen. I really like Owen Power. Now, they brought in uh, Clifton. They brought in uh, Eric Johnson. Do you think their overall team defense is it good enough to improve that they can become a playoff team?
0: Yeah, I do. But the biggest question to me is not necessarily their team defense, it's their goaltending because they got three guys yeah. who have 100 games of NHL experience combined with them. Now, they're not the one with the biggest question and goal in that division. That happened yesterday. No, <laughs> with, Tampa. With the <laughs> um but no, I, I do I I like the Sabres and I and I think Devin Levi can be the guy. Is it too much to ask a guy who is I mean, what's Devin Levi now? Twenty one years old? Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah, I think he's he is twenty one, about to turn twenty two. It's a lot to ask of him, but he's got a guy's got a swagger about him. He's got a mentality that, that I think will play well. Uh, he's the kind of guy who we know he's technically sound and he's a good goaltender, but if things go bad, I I think his mentality is like, brush it off. It's a one-off. I'll get get him next time. And and I like that. And I also think with their defense, the additions of Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson. Now these are not, you're not exactly talking, especially Eric Johnson, like his mobile defenseman, but he's steady. He's a steady stay at home guy. And he was a reason he was successful in Colorado because the team around him could move and they knew exactly where Eric Johnson would be in the defensive zone. It was, he just plays his role. Well, I I think both of those guys are adding an element of veterans. You're adding elements of guys who've been to the Stanley cup final before. And I think that really will play a factor for their defense. And so, to me, it's a little bit more of a question and goal than it is necessarily on their back end. And if they can get a full season out, I mean, yes, Darlene, Power, I mentioned Clifton, I uh, you know, obviously mentioned Johnson, but if they get a full season out of Matias Samuelson, that's going to be big. They were a He played 55 games last year. I don't know their record, but I know it was good when Matias Samuelson was in net. He was a plus player for them at even strength, big-time plus player, played almost 23 minutes a night. If he can play a full season, they'll be a better team than they were a year ago, and just a little bit better. I'll get him in the playoffs.
2: Dan Rosen from NHL.com joins us. You mentioned Vasilevsky, so it's two months that uh, he is out. There are lots of teams that have, you know, like a third goalie that's probably decent enough to to patch things for two months because that's what they're looking for. It's not like this is a season long ending injury or anything that, you know, they can't for some people claiming they manipulate the cap. They can't do that. Sure. They can put a guy, no. you know, and they can't really bring in too big of a contract. Cause the minute Vasilevsky comes back, then uh, whoever they bring in likely uh, either they keep him with Vasilevsky and get rid of their other two guys or they got to get rid of that guy. So, you know, you mentioned yeah. Buffalo, like if they wave Eric Comrie, maybe that's a guy that the Tampa Bay looks at potentially. But I I, th- I see Tampa Spencer Martin got claimed by Columbus today. I think Tampa Bay is just going to wait here, Dan, and in the next week to 10 days, there's going to be four or five goalies that go on the, on the waiver wire, and they're going to say, okay, which one do we want?
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. They'll pick somebody up waivers. Or, you know, I mean, a guy like Yara Hawak is still out there. You know, like, he, he looks, he's not going to cost you that much money. And, and if it ends up that when Vasilevsky comes back, you got to get rid of you, You'll be able to manage this situation that way. It's not about who they're going to get. They're going to get somebody. They're not going into this regular season with Jonas Johansson, Matt Tompkins, and Hugo almas as their goaltenders. They have a combined 36 games of NHL experience. 35 of them are Johanssons. And that's spread across, what, I think four seasons with three teams, and he hasn't been very good. Um, so, no, I don't. In fact, I remember talking with somebody from San over the summer. I said, is Johansson the backup? And they're like, uh I guess, no. as of now, you know? <laughs> so no. it wasn't even sold on it then, right? So he ain't, he's not going to be the number one or he, he's not going to just be granted that for two months with Vasilevsky out. They're going to get somebody. I have no doubt about that. But it's not Vasilevsky. It's nowhere near Vasilevsky. And that's the problem. It's not that they're not going to get somebody. If they're going to. It's they can't. They're not going to be able to have that steadying presence every night for the first two months of the season in a division that has seven teams right now that believe they could could and should be playoff teams. You lose out on three or four points in the first two months of the season, and I'm only talking three or four points, you could miss out on making the playoffs. That's where the issue is, I think, for the Lightning. It's a bigger picture issue. It's not in the small picture of who's going to be in net. They'll find somebody. But he's not going to be as good. He's not going to be as close to being as good. And he's not going to have the presence of Vasilevsky. And Vasilevsky's presence has been a big factor in their success. They Remember, they've lost guys. Stancos has announced. Kucherov missed the whole season. Stancos didn't play in the playoffs. And they survived. Why? Because Vasilevsky put him on. He, he was that good. They don't have that guy now. And he's the most important position on the ice. Let's
2: go to the West, Dan. And, um... Edmonton, Vegas, Dallas, Colorado. I think most people say, okay, those are the four that are in. Mm-hmm. The Pacific Division had four 100-point teams. The only division that had four 100-point teams last year, Seattle, L.A. L.A. went out and probably made the biggest acquisition, bringing in Dubois. Uh, Calgary lost 17 games in overtime slash shootout last year and missed the playoffs by two points. <laughs> right? So I, yeah. I think they will be improved. <laughs> right? the, the, the Canucks, I think... Um, should be improved what do you make of the pacific division um i think there's going to be five teams and i and you know seattle la the four that made it plus vancouver and calgary so which one do you think misses because only five can make it
0: yeah no it's, it's true i i like the division i think it you know it's amazing how it slipped right it used to be like whoa is that you know what kind of division are you got there and all that but i think it's good and i do agree with you i think it's five teams and i think the five are vegas edmonton la seattle and vancouver Um, I like Calgary. Uh, I do. But, you know, I mean, you you need a big turnaround season for Markstrom to do that. Uh, You've got a lot of guys who won fewer now, but a lot of guys who are pending UFAs after, you know, and where are they going to go with that situation? Is it going to be a distraction? I don't know. Um, So there's there's some question marks there. But what I like about Vancouver, maybe a little bit more than I like about Calgary, is when Thatcher Demko came back and played, they just were so much better. Now, the schedule was in their favor, and the pressure was off. But they have more—they have that high-end, more high-end talent, I think. I love Quinn Hughes on the back end that somebody Calgary really doesn't have. And Demko, to me, is a guy, if he plays the full season, he could be a Vez and a trophy guy. He really could be. You can get Markstrom on a bounce back, and that's okay, but I don't think Markstrom can be any better than he was two years ago and he's not going to be as bad as he was last year, but he's going to be somewhere in between. Uh, Demko, to me, is a guy that can be a real big difference maker for Vancouver. I, I do I like that team, and I like the way they're going to be coached. I think Rick Tockett did a good job when he went in last year. Uh, if they can get that PK improved, it was bad last year, and it wasn't great when Tockett took over. If they can improve that PK and they brought in guys to do that, uh, I think this team can be a lot better, and it can be a playoff team.
2: How many points do you think Connor McDavid scores this season?
0: We had this debate on uh, – this is based off Sidney Crosby. was like, he'll score 170 points, right? And Sean Rourke, my co-host, and I on the NHL Afterlink Podcast talked about this. Look, I think McDavid could score 160 points. Huh? I wouldn't be shocked if he got 170, honestly. Ooh. I wouldn't be. I, I'm not going to put a limit on what McDavid's production can be. I think you'd be crazy to put a limit on it. The guy just keeps improving and keeps shattering that limit that we'd all put on him, right? but is it good for the Edmonton Oilers if Connor McDavid gets 170 points is is that what you want or do you want Connor McDavid playing the full ice playing the full game and other guys picking up some of the slack around him so you have a more complete and a more deeper team of score of guys who can score and if McDavid's the guy who's running out there getting 70 that means everybody's watching him and everybody's waiting for him to produce if everybody's waiting for him to produce, you don't really have a team that's going to go the distance. The Oilers believe they can, so I think he can get to it, but I don't know that it's. And Sean brought this up on our podcast, and I didn't think of it, and I agree with him. I don't know if it's a good thing for the Oilers if he does, though.
2: Yeah, I'd have to disagree with that. Uh, Wayne Gretzky um, score. Wayne Gretzky used to win the scoring race by eighty. Era, 80 but he would still win the scoring race by eighty points. So prorate it to whatever sure, we want. But he
0: also had a lot of guys on that team that weren't weren't just watching Gretzky all the time. Those guys were producing, too, and they were ready to go. And, yes, Leon's there. And I think Leon – I think the world of Leon. But we saw at times – and you guys – and I don't know how you disagree with it. There's times where – I don't want to call them passengers, but they become watchers a little bit, you know, like or, or waiting for McDavid to do the job. And that means that you're not getting much production. And it happened in the playoffs – out of your you know the uh, the rest of your lineup and you want the rest of your lineup to take ownership i want a guy to step up and be like no no connor i'm going to do it tonight it's it's my turn you know and i i don't and you, if you get that connor's not going to back off so you're going to have both of them go right or all three of them go or whatever so it it's it's a tough debate i think he, i won't put a ceiling to answer the question i can't put a ceiling on what McDavid can do i think he what did they have 153 last year he could do that again he could get more it's just a question of: Are the rest of the team and is the rest of the team going to be better if he does?
2: Interesting. All right, Dan. Thanks for this, my man. Have a good weekend. All right, you too, guys. Thanks. That's uh, Dan Rosen from NHL.com. Text line is uh, heating up. Uh, like, I'm not. Would you Would you like his wingers to produce more? Yes, but if McDavid's scoring. I don't think the third line guys go on the ice to say, "Well, we're never going to score because Connor's going to score." Like, I don't, I don't know if I really see that. Too many
1: points. <clears throat> what website's he from? NHL.com. Never heard of it. <laughs> That's preposterous talk. Yeah, it's it.
2: Well, at least he didn't go with the because uh, you know. And hey, different opinions is totally fine. I hadn't thought of it that way. I, I thought it was, I was happy. He didn't say, well, they got to play better defense. Cause I just went through the last segment telling how, when the orders actually led the NHL in scoring and 4.43 goals against, they were ninth in goals against, they don't need to be number one in goals against. That's not their forte. I don't expect the orders to ever, they don't need to be number one in goals against. It's, honestly, it doesn't matter. That's, that's not the strength of their
1: team. There's no upward uh, limit to Connor's production that can hurt this team. And
2: the, and the other, and here's the one thing though that I always, when people say, "Well, the playoffs, the playoffs are completely different." Once you start the playoffs, everything starts back at zero. So if you have 120 points in the regular season or 140 or 160, it's irrelevant because now the playoffs start all over again. And if go- and we've seen guys who produce well in a regular season don't produce in the playoffs. We've seen other guys who didn't have a good regular season all of a sudden. Chris Contos, John Drews are coming out of nowhere, and they're lighting it up in the playoffs. So, um, to me, it's just, it's all about, you can't win the Stanley Cup in the regular season. I've never understood the argument when people, if we ask a question about the regular season, that it becomes a conversation about the playoffs. They're two different things. They're completely two different things. Now, you have to play a certain way in the regular season and help build some things up? Yes, 100%. But, McDavid producing in the regular season... Doesn't mean, well, now the guys aren't going to produce in the playoffs.
1: I don't see that connection. Tell you where I did agree with him. Calgary not playing well this year. Don't expect much from the Flames or the city of Calgary. Really? Nothing. See, I think Calgary's actually. In uh, that arena, that old barn. Buddy, you know what's funny about that? One solid gust of wind, she fall.
2: It is an old barn. I know it's crumbling at times. So is the city of Calgary. Uh, but here's the thing. I actually like the atmosphere in the dome because you're closer to the rink. Closer to the flames Yeah Gross oh, Well it's close to the rink That's all I'm saying It's like It's I, I like I'm probably I like the old Barnes Because You're a little bit more compact Like Rogers place is super nice But Rexall place I found Had a better atmosphere Watching the game Rogers has way better amenities No question Like the players obviously Love everything about it Way better No question But as far as an atmosphere
1: I liked Rexall better Thinking of that arena, <clears throat> excuse me, built without really any luxury in mind when it was built, right? It was like concrete seats. Well, yeah, it was now 1974, Rogers four, Yeah, man. It's like the Hilton opened up an arena. Yeah, well, it's night and day different. Times have changed. They have changed.
2: Hey, guys, I have to disagree with your guest, which is fine, but didn't the Orders have three 100-point guys last year? Yes. yes. And Zach Hyman had over 80 points, like, I think McDavid scoring 153 points didn't limit other guys. Look how many guys had career years on Edmonton last year. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, McLeod, Coston, Matt Berlin, Darnell Nurse, Evan Bouchard, I think, had a career high in assists, maybe even points. So there's quite a few, right? So I don't, if McDavid's scoring 170 points, that just means there's more guys that are going to have career years. Just my thoughts on that. Sorry, Dan. We'll come back with uh, five questions. Also, Brent is up to a 700 on the Iron Maiden tickets. And, uh, oh, by the way, Patty from the Brewhouse, do you want to go to the Oil Kings game tonight? Four low seats with a parking pass. Jeez, Connor must be doing great work. Him and Brandon down at the, the Brewhouse are giving us uh, free tickets. So just for you, you text in the word Brewhouse right now. 833 401 1440. And Connor will pick a random winner. Brew House with your email. Include your email because then Connor's going to e transfer you the tickets and the parking pass. Courtesy of the Brew House, you go to the game tonight. Gregor, Hallie, Bonne Gretz with you on a positive Friday. The Avro Arrow says, guys, I have to agree with your guests. The orders have had too many passengers, but not in the regular season. As I said, last year, everybody had 10 goals in their bottom six. And remember, It's not like their bottom six guys are pumping it in on the power play. They don't get any power play time, right? (laughs) So that was all even strength or shorthanded goals from bottom six. That's really good production, in fact. So um, in the playoffs, would you have liked more goals? 100%. But they're two different things. What McDavid produces in the regular season is irrelevant to the production. Because, look, the guys produced in the regular season in the bottom six, and then they didn't in the playoffs. Why? Because it's a different beast. You start at zero. What you do in the regular season means absolutely nothing. Hello, Boston Bruins. It happens. Okay? Hello, Tampa Bay Lightning, 2019. Hello, Detroit Red Wings, 2006. It happens. Right? What you do in the regular... That's, I never buy that argument. I'm sorry. I think it's ridiculous. Well, they do this in the regular season. So what? Doesn't guarantee you anything. You've got to play... If you dominate in the regular season, then you got to bring that game. And you've got to find a way to elevate it because most teams will elevate their game from what they're doing in the regular season to the playoffs. Right? Just how it goes. So, Connor's going to uh, pick someone to go to the uh, game tonight. And actually, I think we're going to get in the final hour. We'll send someone to the game on Sunday as well. So we've got uh, Oil Kings tonight, Sunday. And uh, Brent currently is at $700 for the low seats.
1: How are the Oil Kings looking this year, Gregor? They'll be competitive. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, they'll be much more competitive than they were last okay. year. Okay. There's,
1: there's uh, such a quick cycle in junior hockey. It is. Yes. They
2: yeah. brought in. Uh, they brought in some uh, some older guys uh, this season. Unfortunately, they got some injuries. Like Nash won't be ready until uh, November. Uh, they just did get uh, some guys back from uh, from NHL camp, so that should help them uh, heading in this weekend. Like they, you know, they've only played two games. They're one and one. They beat. Uh, they won in Red Deer, lost at home, and uh, now they are at home tonight and Sunday afternoon at uh, 4 o'clock. So two All-Kings games this weekend, two Oiler games this weekend. No Elks there on a bye. There's lots of junior football. Uh, Of course, uh, CIS football. You got uh, AJHL coming up, baby. Lots going on. NFL. You like it. Ryder Cup is going on. What an ass-kicking. You're a big golfer, man. What a – the Europeans absolutely demolished the Americans on day one. You don't see that very
1: often. No. They'll come back. Day two is going to be. That's a embarrassment for the whole country. Yeah, I don't know if they're the coming whole, back. Wow, but they'll be better. Well, anyway. They have be, to be. Because you can't be you worse. You can't be worse than zero.
2: <laughs> it's like after the like, 2010, hey, the Orders won't finish 30th again. Oh, geez, 2011. Oh, the Orders won't finish 30th again. Oh, <laughs> but they did finish 29th. Or 8th, was it? 29th, I think, in 2012. So they did technically improve a bit. Let's get to uh, Sank Castion. Or as Connor Halley likes to say, five questions brought to you by The Brick, where the Buy More, Save More, Give More event is on right now. A portion of proceeds will be donated to the Children's Miracle Network to help your local children's hospital foundation. Visit your local Brick store and learn more.
1: It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show.
3: All right, guys, question number one for you today. As the preseason rolls on for the Oilers, obviously not too many position battles to speculate on, but are there any you'll be keeping an eye out for in the remaining games?
2: Well, I think for me, there's... The the obvious one is the fourth line, because... I really think that's the only battle guys like I don't like Broberg and Day Harnay. Okay. I guess, but they're both going to be on the, in the, they both might be in the opening night lineup because they both played last year. I wouldn't be stunned if the first game, they go 11 and seven. I'm going to be shocked by it. So I think really the only battle I see is who's going to be the 12th Ford. whether it's going to be Sutter, whether it's going to be Lane Peterson, whether it's going to be uh, Raphael Lavois. I don't like Adam Ernie. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't really have him in that conversation. So. That's where I see it. That's the only job up for grabs.
1: I want to see how Jack Campbell can play. I want to see how he'll play, how he'll bounce back. What can we expect from him this year? And I think every start's going to give us a picture. Well, I'll say this: if
2: you're a believer in the power of flow, then Jack Campbell's going to have a bounce back year. He's let his hair grow out. He looks good. He's got uh, you know him and him and uh, Stuart Skinner are kind of having like a surfer competition to see who has better hair.
3: A lot of questions, Gregor, here just about TV. Not on tonight, but tomorrow's game is, correct?
2: Yes, tomorrow's game. Uh, The Vancouver games are always on TV because that's part of their uh, package with Sportsnet. They cover their preseason games. So, yeah, order fans, you don't get to watch it on TV, but you will get to see tomorrow.
3: Perfect. Okay, question number two, probably uh, not a big surprise for most of us, but Steve Stales joining the Ottawa Senators front office after a stint here in town. Uh, What do you think is the best asset or attribute that he brings to the Sens organization? I mean, to have the opportunity here in Edmonton
1: and the opportunity in Ottawa, he's got to bring something to the table, right? And there's very few jobs like this and to be courted by two teams.
2: I look at Steos. If you look at his career, he was give-everything-you've-got type of player. He's always a smart guy. I think he's a really good communicator. Um, He he had a reputation of being a pretty good room guy, pretty good team guy. So I, I think what he's going to bring is he'll be able to work well with others which i think is key because it's
1: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today.
2: Where that you come in? You're the president of hockey operations. In theory, you're above the GM, but the GM stays there, and it's not the GM you hired. So, you know, they got to find a way to work well together. Pierre Dorian was, you know, was like, hey, this is great, man. Basically, for a long time, I had no help, and I was begging for help. Basically saying they needed more people in management, so he's happy to have him. Now, of course, that's what he's going to say. It's because it's a new boss. What else are you going to say? Well, this sucks, man. I want this guy here. Of course not. But... Um, I think what Steve Stales will bring is just kind of like a a workman-like attitude because that's really all he knows. That's that's what he was as a player. Because remember, when he was in junior, he was actually a forward. And then he got switched to playing defense in junior.
1: I saw him once at a red light in a Ford F-150. And I looked over, and he was playing for the oil, and he was just looking out the window, cool as ice. You can't put a price on that kind of leadership. I think
3: that's all I need to say about that.
2: Yeah, okay, Forrest.
3: Yeah, we'll bring that to Ottawa. I remember him from an NHL video game where he played forward for the Atlanta Thrashers.
2: That's true, he did. And he played forward a bit for Vancouver.
3: Yeah, so that... So versatile. Built different. Uh, Question number three for you guys. The Edmonton Rodeo going on right now. The Pro Rodeo. In fact, today and tomorrow, I mean, you can see it in the mall. A lot of Cowboys walking around today. If you had to compete in any event... In the rodeo, what would it be? One time I was at the rodeo, at the old barn, and
1: a bull got into the crowd. Remember that? Yes. And I said to myself then, and I'll say it now, I would never go in the rodeo. This is way too dangerous.
2: Well, if I have to pick one, I would say steer wrestling. It would be, I don't have to ride the steer. I just have to wrestle it to the ground. Coming off the horse, I'm coming from an advantageous position. That's a big drop. A decent sized drop, yeah. But you know what? You're trained, you practice it enough. I would do that. I've ridden a steer, you know, 1,200 pound steer. My cousin, because my cousin was uh, Rod Warren, or is Rod Warren, he's not dead. And uh, he was the all around Canadian champ. So, like, he had a whole rodeo facility at his place. And I remember being a 14 year old kid, you riding a steer at 1,000 pounds and felt like my shoulder got ripped out of its socket a few times. I'm like, eh. I think I'm good. And a few of my cousins, you know, went on uh, rodeo scholarships to the States, bull riding and everything like that. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. And, um, well, they're all from up north, um, by, uh, DeBolt and View, right? It's like rodeo. Good country. people up there. Oh, yeah. Very good. And. Yeah, I learned pretty quickly, like bull busting, man. Like my cousin, well, and of course he was a road of course he was a bull rider. His name's Bobby Joe. Like, are wow. you kidding me? So it's like certain names where you're giving, like, hey, what's your son's name? Bobby Joe. he's like the doctor's. Like, is he going to ride bulls in life? Probably. So, yeah, definitely not the bull riding. I would go with steer wrestling if I had to pick
1: one. I've ridden the bull at uh, Cook County a half dozen times. I can't imagine it's much harder. It's close. It's very similar. Given my level of inebriation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> The time.
3: Question number four. This Sunday, seven thirty a.m. It's Toy Story Fun Day football, and the Jags take on the Falcons across the pond. It's going to be the first fully anima- animated game set in the Toy Story world. In Andy's room. Will you watch it? Uh, you guys got you guys got kids. You could probably uh, get into it. Oh, the game looks like it's Toy Story. Yeah.
2: Oh, you've never seen the NFL games like this. Kids love it, man. What? Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Like, so the live game. So,
2: the, well, obviously if things are superimposed, the technology yeah. that you have, right? And so, like, they would score touchdowns. You should see the celebrations they have in the end zone with all, um, like, live streamers come flying across the screen. It's a, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Kids love it. So I would, um, I love Toy Story and it's, uh, it's 7.30 in the morning.
1: So yeah, I, uh, the game's at 7.30 in the morning.
2: Yeah. Because it's in Europe.
1: And so it's going to be Toy Story? Yes. And this is a football game? Yes. From Europe? Yes. Who won World War II? I can't even tell anymore.
3: <laughs> no, I'll, I'll watch it. It's in London.
1: Yeah, it's going to be cool.
3: Uh, you can watch it like a normal game as well, but it's also This
1: is not what we intended. Kids.
3: For the children. Don't say
1: it's for the kids. The kids don't care about a 7.30 a.m. game from overseas. This is for adults.
2: Oh, trust me. And that's the truth. I think there's lots of adults who love animated movies. So this is a way to be like, you know what? I'm watching it because my kids want to and secretly like this is so cool, right? That's the greatest thing about being a dad sometimes when you can go back and watch all the shows and be like, no, honey, it's for my son or daughter. I'm watching them to really
3: experience it. Meanwhile, you're just sitting there, you know, tears inside of you as you relive your childhood. Final question for you guys. Friday hypothetical. If you could know the truth behind any secret or mystery in the history of the world, what would it be?
1: I saw this when I was driving in because I was doing my homework at the last minute and got a lot of options here. UFOs, pyramids. Why would we go off the gold standard? I think my biggest mystery is why do we hire George Burnett? (laughs) Guy did not know what he was doing as head coach of the (laughs) Oilers. And 20 games later, we were like, no. How did things change so much in those 20 games? That's my mystery.
2: Hmm. I've done a lot of thinking about this, Cons, because I'm trying to think, like, which is the one I'd really want to know? the Because some of them I don't want to know the truth, right? You're just like, sometimes it's better it's too scary. not knowing. And then there's some that I don't even believe happen. So I would say I would probably like to know... Hmm. I'm torn between two. I will say, I was going to say the Caramel Secret is a joke, but obviously we figured out what that was. Um, Witchcraft. I'm, hmm, I guess, cons. Actually, you know what? I'm going to defer to you because I still can't make up my mind. and I don't like humming and hind, so I'll okay. think about it while you give me your answer.
3: Well, I mean... I'd love to, and I think we're getting closer to the truth with aliens. <laughs> with every day. Every day we're, gonna, we're getting a little bit more. But a, another mystery that, I mean, it's made me think a few times. Uh, D.B. Cooper, who is he? Did he survive when he jumped out of the plane with that money? He, he performed the heist and got away. He probably died on the way down, but part of me thinks there's a chance that he survived. So, uh, D.B. Cooper, I need the truth.
1: Oof. What happened to the first two members of Destiny's Child that were thrown out of the group? They started out with four. Mm -hmm. Then they went down to Kelly and Michelle. Yeah. So
2: I would like to know, only because on Pause of Friday and today's the anniversary of my father passing away, I'm going with the Big Bopper and Buddy Holly and their plane and what happened. (laughs) Because my father really, like, he got me into that music. That was his genre. That was his time.
1: And uh, so he introduced me to all those songs. I love it. And that was a plane crash with like the most popular musicians of the day all on board.
2: Yeah, there's three of them, man. It was unreal. So, yeah, Yeah, I would like to know exactly, you know, what happened. Like, I know at that time, planes weren't as reliable as they are now. So I get all that. But I'd like to go back in time and uncover everything exactly.
3: Just on the topic of the truth coming out. Did you guys see that Tupac's shooter was charged today? What? Yeah. Why are
1: we still wasting police resources on this? First of all, you can't get charged for a murder of somebody who isn't dead. Tupac is well alive. Secondly, has there been somebody working on this for the last thirty years? Well, modern crimes go unsolved.
3: America's top minds were working on this the last thirty years. We've been working around the clock since nineteen ninety six.
2: Who was it by the way? Who do they who do they charge?
3: Biggie Uh, Smalls in a
1: shocking development. Dwayne Davis. Hmm. Keith D. They call him. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know Keith D. Gregor? No, I don't actually. Oh yeah. No. Well, he never was a musician or anything.
2: Actually, I I was surprised neither one of you went with like the Ark of the Covenant. I thought you guys would want to find out the mystery behind that.
1: Yeah. I think they went over it pretty well in the uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. That's historical fact. Mm -hmm. It's true.
2: Cons. Cons. They bring it. We got a lot of texts coming in on the UFOs. There's lots of people that want to know if aliens are
1: real. Easiest question to answer. Yeah, like ever. there's
2: gotta be other life forms out there. Come on. I just don't know if they've come here.
1: You ever take a long look at an octopus? Those things might be aliens. I'm not even kidding. They have like eight brains. What's that all about? We should be looking into that instead of trying to solve Tupac's murder. Uh,
2: hey guys, what about did the what happened to the guys who escaped Alcatraz? Now that is a good one. I've been to Alcatraz? Unbelievable. If you go to San Francisco, you gotta go on the tour. It's amazing. Like Full-on amazing. We're way late. Cons keep the, Never tell us we're late. Jeez, no wonder spec's always up. We got to get on time. Let's get to a sports update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Stop in this weekend if you want a great deal. 0% financing for 84 months on all compact BX tractors at edmontonkubota.com.